and welcome to Unsolicited with Jenny and Mary. Uh, this is a podcast containing mostly intelligent thoughts on things that may or may not matter. I'm Jenny Ewell. I'm Mary O'Regan. And today we're going to talk about women, uh, mm-hmm. what it's like to be a woman, mm-hmm. um, thoughts and <laughs> in case uh, you're not aware <laughs> you're pro- probably all of our <laughs> listeners are women yeah. so there was simultaneously all of them being like well i already know about that <laughs> um but just like sharing experiences and um observations that we've accumulated over our shared years of womanhood mm-hmm. um and if we have some time we're gonna try to talk about um the post-election blues and, you know, with the inauguration happening next Friday, um, sad face. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to we're going to take a tip from our wonderful listener, Laura, who is giving us all kinds of great ideas. Thank you, Laura. Um, and we're going to talk about potential ways to self-care or balance the influx of depressing with uplifting uh, or just distracting. Yeah. Yeah. So... Let's talk about being a lady. Yeah. <laughs> this was all partially inspired by a, a very insightful article that you saw on Jezebel. Yes. Uh, so it's I becoming guess you call ugly. It an essay, right? You call it an essay? Yeah. Um, essay. So it's called Becoming Ugly. And the woman who wrote it is named um, Madeline Davis, I believe. I'm just double checking here. Yeah, Madeline Davies. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of close there. Um, and it's just a really interesting um, one of the things that I liked about it the most was that I it felt very unresolved. It's sort of like she's she's writing to everyone, us women, but also other people who want to you know have a, a conversation about just how women are treated uh, differently um, and how being viewed as um, only being worthy based on your body and your mm-hmm. beauty. Yep. Um, becomes really just incredibly fucking frustrating, um, especially, and this was something that really hit me, especially as women age, mm-hmm. um, because what, when your entire life is more or less, uh, judged by, you know, your worth is judged by what you look like. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're, even if you're brilliant, you know, there's still that, there's still that guy on the street who's going to be like, well, yeah, well, you're an ugly bitch anyway. And you don't want it to make you feel bad, but it does make you feel bad. And yeah. then you're like, what is that? Like, wh- wh- why? Um, but as you get, as I'm getting older, just like dealing with how that makes me feel and trying to make myself more okay with it because it, aging, I think, is really difficult for women. Um, well, we're all headed there no matter what. It's kind of like yes. you... You don't have a choice. Like eventually the thing that was once what made you worth something, your beauty or like your youth or, you know, like it's, it's going to be gone. And so it's just like it's reckoning with that, you know? Well, and the thing too, and this was what we had talked about a little bit before, but I have this, like, I keep going back to this because I can't get it out of my head, but like women as women put into particular time period buckets. So like we were talking earlier about young girls are expected to be um, like um, agreeable and mm-hmm. um, pretty and, or cute and naive um, naive and innocent and mm-hmm. ne- in need of protection, particularly a man's protection. Yep. Um, and then you, then you go from there. The next logical step is sexual being. So you're desirable, um, but not too sexual, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you're a slut. Um, or if you like sex, then then you're also a slut. Yep. Um, and you and get if you in a lot like of trouble sex, if you like go against any of these. Yes. And if you don't like sex, then you're a prude. So you basically can't win either way. Right. Um, and then so we go from there. And then the next logical step is maternal. You're a mother figure. You have children. You mm-hmm. bear children. You're nurturing. You're kind. You're generous. You're the perfect mother. You're like, you know, altruistic. Like, Mary. like yeah. not marry you, but marry Jesus's mom. Uh, so, you know, yeah, altruistic. You're all these wonderful, giving, generous things. Um, and that extends also to if, you know, you're talking about like typical gender relationships, the man in your life, you're also doing the same things to him, being nurturing and supporting. And then from there you go into your aging, which I think is, you know, you're the esteemed like matriarch, you're, mm-hmm. you're respectable. Yeah. Wisdom. You're respectable. You're, you're reserved. You're, you know, and unsexual if, completely un- asexual. Yeah. Like, yeah, unsexual, not asexual, but yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, 
I've just, I'm sure it's like no surprise to lots of people, but for me, I've just like been thinking about it lately. Like if you don't fit into any one of those perfect categories, there's a lot of pushback from society, you know, like, like you were saying, like, um, unsexual older women. So Helen Mirren is incredibly sexual. Yep. And she's, I think, 70. And I think that's really, and I think that's really, I think a lot of people in society find that abhorrent or inappropriate Mm -hmm. or, you know, and, and it's like, but what, like, and the other thing that drives me crazy too, and I'm trying not to do this men versus women thing, but men get to be, Mick Jagger just had a fucking, his girlfriend (laughs) who's 22 just had a goddamn baby. He's like 70 something. How old is she? She's like 22. She's a ballet dancer. Whoa. Why? How? Well, because oh I mean, there's a there's a biological aspect to it as well, because men, you know, sometimes with the help of pills that are, you know, totally fine for uh, health insurance to pay for. But um, they can still they're still sexually viable. Like they oh, don't have but, things. Oh, oh I don't, you don't have to tell me about it. But but I mean, like they still like as women get older and they hit menopause and, you know, like their body changes and maybe sex isn't something that they're hormonally as interested in or their bodies aren't as able to like have sex naturally without like aids of like lubricants or something right. like that. Whereas men, it's like it's a little bit easier, I think. Right. Um, Where but, is the women equivalent of dad bod? Like, when is that? That's what happen? I'm talking about. <laughs> like, nobody, everybody talks about the trophy wife, right? Yeah. And, and that's right. usually like some schlub of a dude. It doesn't matter what he looks like, but he's got the trophy wife. The or like tot. a MILF. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or a MILF, right? There's no like, such thing as a DILF because it's just assumed that you want to fuck the dad anyway. It's like, it's so incredibly perplexing. Like, when you start digging into it and just, it's, it really bothers me. Yeah. Um, and it, it bothers me, like, I, I was thinking, too, like, to bring it back to, like, Helen Mirren, or, but just thinking about, like, Hollywood and actresses and how mm-hmm. if if women, just average women in the world are, like, having struggles with this, imagine what, like, those people must feel like, you know, as you're aging out and, like, that's, like, a literal term, right, in Hollywood, you're aging out of roles. Well, it's um, hard because they, they you, you want to have compassion for them because they are the ones get, really getting scrutinized for it and put under the microphone on a very public like widespread level but they're also kind of part of the problem i remember yeah, having that's a, true. i talked with one of my coworkers about this a while ago um jennifer aniston is a really good example she wrote this scathing letter that was published in like i don't know some magazine about how like why can't people just get over like her, wondering if she's pregnant and like everybody was obsessed about when she was going to get married and how, you know, all of her relationship stuff and her, people are just can't stop thinking about if she's going to have a kid and if she's barren or there's all these headlines about it and why women have to be so scrutinized with aging and how, you know, she's like a tortured celebrity because she's had to spend her whole life like under this microscope and everybody's just always constantly looking at her, at her body. And she's had to like age in front of the cameras for like, past 20 years or whatever and Mm -hmm. but then at the same time like I read this article and I was totally on team Anderson and I was like yeah right like we shouldn't be doing that it's fucked up and then I saw a fucking Avino commercial (laughs) starring her in which she literally said do you like do you want youthful ageless skin right Avino it was just like what the fuck Jennifer you're part of the problem (laughs) you know yeah and you're and you're getting paid to be part of the problem. Yes, it's just. I mean, ridiculous. it doesn't. It doesn't preclude her from being able to complain about it because you know it. I'm sure it is incredibly I'm frustrating. Sure it, it has been yeah. frustrating to her, for her and to her. Right. But she agreed. is representing like, a, all of us in this way. Yeah, but it agreed that is a little bit like tone deaf to then be like, "Hey, like yeah. your wrinkles giving you a hard time, right? <laughs> Pl- exactly. Plump up with this." And that and, and that it, that's the whole that's the biggest part of it too is that uh, all of this stuff is per- being perpetuated by women too, you know. Yes. Like we are the ones who are judging each other, and a lot. Of, I mean, people always say like um, women get dressed for each other more than they do for men, you know, because guys don't really care what you're wearing as long as you're hot, you know. <laughs> like, yep. No, it's absolutely true. And I, I don't know. It's that's the 
the saddest part is that if we could all just sort of band together and decide to stop caring about all this stuff, maybe it wouldn't, maybe the, maybe the thing, maybe men would follow. I don't know. They would have no choice. But the fact that we're supporting it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, that I was just thinking the part, another part of the article that I really liked, she sort of touched upon that where she was saying like when she was younger, um, like in her teens, she was mostly the, the article actually opens with this, but just that she was friends with men because she didn't feel comfortable sort of navigating the complexities and the depths of relationships with women. Right. Um, because there are those, all those weird things that you, you're kind of afraid of and, um, it just seems at the time, like I was always one of those girls and I think you were too, who was like totally friends with dudes. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I was just like, yeah, whatever. I just, I don't have a lot of female friends Yeah, and I still have male friends, but I have so many female friends now. I feel like I love hanging out with guys, but my closer friends are female friends because they are able to go to that deeper connection. Yes. And, and I mean, to be fair, we have things in common that we we will discuss that I feel more comfortable talking to a woman about it. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, even it even extends, like, I think we talked about this in another podcast or maybe we just talked about it on the phone once. Um, I don't like any of my really intimate doctors to be men. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't either. And the, I don't understand women who insist on male gynecologists cause they're out there and they're very passionate about it. And I don't get it at all. Yeah, I, I don't even think that men should be allowed to be gynecologists. <laughs> what the fuck? How? Why? You, you're you missing the most fundamental qualification of them all, and that is having a vagina. Like, no. It shouldn't even be allowed. Well, apparently- there shouldn't be female dick doctors. They don't even know what it feels like to have one. Like, is there such a thing as a dick doctor? Well, I guess like a prostate. Well, that's... No, that's Pro- kind of... Proctologist? Part. Is that a butt doctor? I, I think that's a butt doctor. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there is a dick doctor. I don't know. Somebody please write us a letter and tell us if there's sh- such a thing as a dick doctor and if that is what they're called. <laughs> um, I was going to say, though, it doesn't matter. Like you were saying, like, they don't have a vagina, so how can they, like, be a good gynecologist? But as we know, uh, we have politicians who think that they can regulate uteruses Ugh. and vaginas and they don't have them so yep <laughs> um uh. but uh what was i gonna say about this oh so back to the article so we were we gonna talk about the whole thing where she kicks the guy in her friend in the yeah in the groin and how like because like so the, again like i'm probably giving away like this whole essay but um That's okay she talks about how like her these guy friends that she was friends with they would like put her they would like slap her on the ass and like put their hands on her and just basically sexually harass this girl mm-hmm. which that's another thing that I've been reading about lately like a lot of people don't women uh, don't don't realize that they've been sexually harassed because yeah. they they weren't they weren't raped mm-hmm. um, but I've been groped on the bus you know Ugh. like a couple few times right. um, that's sexual harassment right. like any time that somebody. I was just talking to a woman at work the other day and she said she was like in Macy's one time and this guy was kind of like hovering near her and then just kind of started walking right towards her with his hands out like he was going to put them on her. That's terrifying. Like like that's sexual harassment. Like that any when somebody's invading your body space like that, it's not okay. That's Um, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But again, like noticing that a lot of women just discredit that Mm -hmm. and they're just like, no, no. But and then. Anyway, but uh, no, in this essay, she ends up um, finally losing her shit, um, understandably, and kicking one of her friends, guy friends, in the nuts. Mm-hmm. And and she ends up losing these friends because they're so mad at her for doing that. And they've been literally slapping her on the ass. Um, and so you were, we were talking about, like, I accidentally kicked my father there once when I was like five. And he seriously was like, you never do that to a man. Never do that. And I was yeah. just like... Whoa! Did like, you do it intentionally? Do you remember uh, what it was? It was totally an accident. <laughs> I used to like to do this thing where he would hold my hands and then I would climb up the front of his legs and then he'd flip me. Oh, you know sure. I, mean? I remember that. I think but we I used accident- to do that as kids. Yeah, I accidentally clipped him one time with my foot. <laughs> <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't very happy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just uh, why it's okay for so many things to happen to women like yeah to be grabbed to be slapped to be like even just like ugh, just like sidled up next to like it's and but you know when it, when it comes to a man it's like oh hell no like yeah it's 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 as if there's not 
it's like they have a special exception because their genitals are worth more or something. I don't. Yeah. Because because of their is it because they're external. I don't understand. Well, I know that at least the thing that guys always say is because it's the worst, most horrible pain you can imagine. And you can tell by their reaction that it looks pretty fucking awful. But I think that probably there's an evolutionary reason why that pain was created. And it's because it's one way that women can fucking protect themselves when they need to protect themselves. And clearly we need to protect ourselves an awful lot if we're getting groped on buses all the fucking time. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever been sexually harassed? You don't have to answer that if you don't want to. Um... I don't know. Not that I can really think. Not like that stands out. Like, you know, the guys flash you on the street. I mean, I guess I that, that's harassment. that counts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were sort of flashing everybody. Still you know? harassment. But, and I am, I'm, I'm the type who, um, I don't usually just kind of shrink away. Like, I'll yell at them. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Uh, which, um, my husband repeatedly tells me to not, please don't do. <laughs> but I have a hard time not being like, motherfucker, what the fuck you think you're doing? Put that away. That's disgusting. Yeah. Which is probably exactly what they want is some sort of reaction. You know, but, I don't know sometimes. I mean, yes, I think they probably, I would assume that that's why they're doing it. But I, I don't know. My father, again, my, my, uh, my source of advice for on how to deal with men, I guess he used to tell me that I should just laugh if that ever happened. <laughs> it's like, really? you should, Oh yeah. I don't know if that would be a reaction they would want to though. No. Like I, I thought about doing the mocking thing like, Oh look, it's so tiny, you know, right. just to like, just like what, try to still... humiliate them. But like, how are they not already humiliated? They took their dick out in public. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. We were watching the, um, that documentary on Anthony Weiner last night. Oh God, really? Yeah, the, I don't. Depressing. I do not understand. It's it's more like just confounding. Like, why would he want this documentary made to make him look like an idiot? It's just, it's them filming him, kind of trying to figure out how to recover from this sexting mm-hmm. scandal. Meanwhile, he keeps sexting. And yeah. so it's him in cabs being like, I mean, I don't know. I just thought that we were having a nice conversation and I don't know why she would turn it around like that. And well, I mean, I guess I need to apologize again. I really am going to change my ways this time. And he just looks like a blubbering idiot. And, yeah. it, but it, the thing that was funny about it is that when like all these people are shaming him and saying like, how, hor- how horrible, I can't believe that you sexed anybody and that you're sending your, you know, like you're so into dick pics and stuff like that. And it's like, I think people aren't realizing how incredibly common that is. Oh, oh my really? God. It's like men think that a dick pic is like the answer to every woman's wants, needs and desires. And I don't know a single woman who's ever been like, man, this day will not be complete unless I get a dick pic. <laughs> Nobody wants a dick pic. No. And every man, not. like, so, not every man, but do, lots of dudes just love that. And just, I don't, I don't know. I like Anthony Weiner, in my opinion, is pretty fucking typical. He's just, I, I mean, this sounds kind of insidious. He's just stupid because he got caught. Right. Yeah. He's doing I mean, what but like, a it's, billion it's other a very... dudes are doing all the fucking time. And that doesn't justify it or anything, but it, it's just eye rolling. No. I don't know. Yeah. I should watch that. I think it would be really depressing, though. I mean, you, you it would. He you destroyed would just, his life over it. It's stupid. Yeah. It's everything. Just so his dumb. marriage. He he lost his kid. Like, Did he his lose political careers. Wow. Yeah. Because there, there were later sexting scandals where he took a picture of himself uh, with a boner, but I think he was wearing his underwear and his kid was like in the bed near him. Oh, God. Yeah. What an idiot. Um, he's, yeah. He and I, and, and I don't feel bad for him per se, but no. I definitely think that's like a sickness. Like there's, that's a compulsion. You know, that's an addiction. Yeah. There's some, there's some reason, addiction, huh? There's some reason why. He can't stop. He can't stop. And not yeah. only that, but like, take the picture. Do you have to send it though? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Uh, I don't. And then to keep getting caught and like, that's the most pathetic part is like, that you can't even do it in a way that you won't get caught. <laughs> Maybe he wants to get caught. I don't know. He probably does. Yeah, that was also what I was wondering is, and also filming a documentary about your humiliation, is this all part of the, like, the the 
the the kink for him is Man, to it is it's like self-flagellation it's yeah. like he's he's proving to himself and the world that he doesn't think that he's good enough or something yeah okay i think we just fixed anthony weiner i think we did <laughs> yeah there you go anthony weiner you just need some therapy a lot of therapy a lot of therapy and probably just to get old and get fewer boners maybe i don't know <laughs> but um I don't know why this. I just thought of this, but last night for some reason I this is sort of back on the topic of women. But last night for some reason I started looking up um, Cleopatra. Oh, because something about asps, the snake that she so she killed herself, um, right, with a snake bite. But I was reading like about her history and just sort of like that that defiance of not falling into the traditional role of a woman. Like she was she was brutal. Like she, she like had children with Julius Caesar. Like I think in a very calculating way, he was already married to someone else. Mm. Uh, She had one of her, she was co-ruler of Egypt for a while with one of her younger brothers. And she had him um, like dethroned basically um, based on her alliance with Caesar. Once Caesar was assassinated, she hooked up with Mark Antony and had kids with him. Um, You know, and of course like having children with someone was a way to try to further um, solidify any kind of, you know, um, coupling or yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, like we have children together. Uh, My kids are going to rule today. Um, But yeah, it was just sort of an interesting inside i'm sure there's been other female rulers but she's like a really really famous one uh yeah. and i didn't really know anything about it and it was just kind of like really engrossing to be like shit like this woman was she was thinking you yeah. know trying to i mean she was she's pretty ruthless mm-hmm. but um she had a, also had one of her sisters murdered too oh, uh man. <laughs> or uh yeah anyway um but yeah it was just kind of crazy and like thinking about that like back to the whole like if women don't fall in line, you know, right. like, and wondering too, like, I, I feel that that had a lot to do with Hillary Clinton losing the election, you know, Ugh. like she doesn't fall in line with what she never has fallen in line with what people right. wanted from her and mm-hmm. expected from her. Like, you know, Michelle Obama is like, she's strong and she's vocal and she's, I mean, she's a wonderful, brilliant woman. And mm-hmm. she has, she has um like an engaging personable warmth mm-hmm. that I think people don't see in Hillary Clinton but my right. point but it's but why does she have to be why does, like, she, have why to does be warm? she have to be warm yeah nobody she, was confident. ever worried about is Obama warm enough nobody cared or Bush or fucking Nixon or yeah well, Jimmy and Trump, Trump, Trump but. doesn't have a, an even a thimble full of no. warmth in his entire body he is uh, he's disgusting uh that's why yeah. I've always kind of partially like cheered even for like marginally evil ladies because at least they're getting some power you know like when you know like martha stewart fucking went to jail for insider trading and i'm still like get it girl you get you get what's yours you gotta you gotta cheat a little bit all right because i just want some woman to have something that's anywhere approaching like all the bazillion ceos and billionaires out there that are all men ruling the world and making all the decisions you know Yes, I I do know. It's like, and people were, you know, talking about Hillary being in with Wall Street and all that. And I'm like, yeah, she kind of has to be. Yeah. And then now uh, Trump has like three or four people from Goldman Sachs or at least Wall Street related on in his cabinet. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like, it's all a joke. It's just, and nobody, a joke. nobody even cares and he can do anything. And it's all just a, yeah. Just, I mean, pro- I know there was a lot going on, you know, like the DNC made stupid mistakes, like, potentially sharing questions from, you know, um, from debates, but, um, and, and, you know, trying to push Bernie Sanders out. But I really feel that like, I, I have relatives. I was recently told not by them, but by one of their children, like I have relatives who voted for Trump because they hate Hillary Clinton. Yeah. That's all it took for them. What? And, but yeah, what, what is it about her that I don't is know? So, I don't know that what you she's would done trash that your fucking makes people country. hate her so much. I don't know. I think it's because she's competent and she doesn't she doesn't subscribe to what people want her to to subscribe to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and people, and, and just, you know, I I did read a lot of stuff that said like it's because she wasn't she seemed too like unfeeling and robotic and she didn't seem enough like a a warm nurturing grandma or whatever and. 
that's she completely that's was bullshit. not falling in line with what people want an older woman to be. Yes, exactly. They exactly. It's that maternal matriarch thing. Yeah. But a man can be cold and calculating and right. be in his 60s and it's fine. Yeah. It, in fact, it's obviously since Trump was elected, it's apparently more than fine. Mm-hmm. It's leadership material. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because if you think about the progression for men in what they're expected to be, I mean, you know, there's like some youthfulness and naivete when they're like a kid. But as soon as a guy hits manhood, it's generally just pretty consistent he's supposed to be supposed to be like sexual and in control and ambitious and moving forward and smart and all of these things and it is hard for guys who aren't those things who are less ambitious and shy or whatever but um the expectations are just always that he's going to be the leader and the ruler yeah and we just don't have i mean we don't really have a chance. It's so hard to change those expectations too. It's that's why more women need to run for positions of power. And that's man, that's what makes it even harder to want to like, I, I have the type of personality where like I, I'm, I would probably be able to try to do something like that, but I don't want to because it yeah. just looks fucking horrible. It does look horrible. You know? Like the Ugh. shit that she's had to endure over her entire career, like her, a lifetime um i just it was just yeah it, i'm like getting all bummed out now but it was just really disheartening to see this person who and the thing is i do believe she she really does give shit like she is a policy wonk like i think she really wanted to try to fix things and continue on with some of the stuff that obama had started yeah um and to just just to have that just dashed because she doesn't fit into the typical mold or maybe because People don't want a female president, mm-hmm. um, right? Which is just mind blowing to me. How that's still such a strong divide. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that gives me hope, though, is that other countries out there have female presidents, like Germany, true. and you know, like it's yeah. it is happening. So it's it's not like it's never been done. That's something. Although you have people like Thatcher, who apparently was awful. So <laughs> I need to watch that documentary. Um, the other thing I was thinking about too, like sort of bringing it back to me, like the whole like aging and, and everything is like, um, well, first of all, I look younger than my age, which is kind of weird sometimes. So I just from like, like a work perspective, like going into jobs now and knowing that probably the people that I'm reporting to are younger than me Mm -hmm. is a strange feeling just for me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if it is for them i, don't oh, even know I think if they it realize for everybody it. i mean i well i think i think anybody reporting to somebody who's younger than you it's going to be a little bit weird i remember the first time i went in and saw a doctor who i could tell was younger than me and i was just like are you qualified to do <laughs> like i didn't say that but i definitely thought like i'm not really sure that you should be telling me anything because you look like a child <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Was it Doogie Hauser? Yeah, it was Doogie Hauser. It was super <laughs> hot. But I think that in the, you you probably have to see that. I mean, obviously you do only see that more and more and more and, until eventually you're like a 60-year-old man and your doctor is like a 29-year-old and you're yes. just like, well, whatever. This is just my lot in life now. I mean, I guess that's kind of be that's just weird overall in, in terms of aging. It's totally just how- weird. I actually, since I started a new job, I had to go in and look at my new like medical facility place and like pick a doctor. And mm-hmm. I found myself like because all of the doctors had like their pictures and their bios. And so it very much invites you to just like pick a doctor based on what they look like Total and bias. where they're from and like what languages they speak and like what they're the after hours activities are and like basically just be as judgmental as you feel like because so you weird. can that's your doctor and i definitely found like myself Tinder like for looking doctors. for ladies that maybe were older than me and i don't know i just you feel more comfortable and, and, and that's part of the problem too like we're also buying into this like this feeling that in order for you want a woman to be a certain way for her to fit into your life a certain way yeah, that's true. Like, what if you showed up? Like, what if you picked someone who was older and like 
you know, maybe in like her 50s or something and you showed up and she was like, hey, what's up, girlfriend? Like, would you be like, wait, what? It would be weird. <laughs> but I remember but the last medical facility that I had at my old job, like they um, they didn't let you choose your doctor that way. And so I showed up and my doctor ended up being this younger woman. But once I started interacting with her, she was great. And so it didn't matter, you know. The other thing about women and sort of going through that aging spectrum is if they choose not to have children. That's another interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, that's huge. People yeah. don't get down with that. A lot of people have huge issues with it. They do. Because then they I, just feel like you never get the maternal thing and they and they just like don't know how to deal with it. Or what if you see and see so this is like and some of this is based on my own personal experience. But what if you what if you do have maternal feelings, but it just didn't work out? Like, and, and right. that's something that I find like, it's interesting. Like people sort of, again, like they project that kind of like, oh, this is what a woman is supposed to do and supposed to be like. And it's like, well, you know, you, ex you say to this woman like, oh, you don't want to have kids and you don't know like what's going on. Like, what if she couldn't have kids? What if right. it was a horrible traumatic experience or what if she doesn't have enough money to, to do adoption? Like, totally. I mean, I know I'm getting into like the weeds here where it's, you know, don't talk to women about stuff you don't know about, but, but that's true. But thinking about it, you know, like, and just sort of that expectation that, Oh, again, like this is just the, the course you're supposed to chart. You know, you go right. from being a young girl to being a woman, to getting married, to having a baby. And then you get old and you have your family surrounding you. And it's just really, it's interesting. Cause I think my mother is dealing with that end part where mm -hmm. you know she had these children and she had these marriages and now, she's sort of frustrated because the whole having your family around you thing isn't working out the way that she would like. Right. And it's unfortunate because she still has like, I mean, I, I love my mom. We all, all, her kids love her. And, you know, we went and visited her for thanks or for Christmas. And, yeah. you know, there's still, there's still like, like light in this situation. It's just sometimes I think she gets frustrated because it's not that perfect. Right. Norman Rockwell, right. you know, painting that, that again, society and media like it just keeps feeding that beast of like oh you're not your life isn't worth it anything if you don't have it exactly like this you know it's, like, it's so true and I think a lot of it is like people don't know how to get out of that cycle either because we're not really being shown something new that feels good you know like what where how are we being we, we need to be shown this more it needs to become more normal basically yeah. yeah and and that's the problem is that a lot of it you know a lot of it stems from like the entertainment that we consume and the, and the media and stuff is that the people who are writing the shows and telling the stories that everybody watches all the time are only reinforcing this stuff all the time and yeah. i don't know it's like it's self-perpetuating it's i think it yeah i've just i've always i mean I'll, you know, I'll get choked up if like there's some like sentimental commercial, but I, a lot of times that stuff just really pisses me off because I feel manipulated, yeah. you know, that sort of schlocky, like, oh, you know, home is where the heart is and like right. family. Like, yeah, that's good if you really feel that, but it it's not true if it's forced. And well, again, and like a lot of times it's not true anyway like it doesn't even yeah. really exist and nobody's actually experiencing that you know like you can tell people you can pretend like you are on facebook or instagram or whatever but a lot of times it's just bullshit anyway it's all bullshit mary it's all bullshit <laughs> <laughs> happy new year it's all bullshit. <laughs> um do you think we have some time? Do you, are, I think are that's a good segue into yeah let's end on a happy note by talking about some things that um we can do to self care in this difficult, challenging time that we're in right now. Um, I know that the first thing that I am doing, um, and I started this at the beginning of 2017 is, um, I went off social media. I am taking a break at least for the month of January, perhaps longer, perhaps oh. it will evolve into some sort of more, um, schedule like less frequent check-ins or something but I was just noticing especially in the latter half of 2016 that social media was not really having a positive impact on my life it was more so just like stressing me out and being a distraction and um, 
generally just being really depressing. And I think that maybe if everything was hunky dory in the world and there weren't as many things to worry about and complain about, maybe it would be a different story. But right now with so many people just freaking out about Trump and about all the racism and horrible shit that's going on in the world right now, it's, it's like an inundation at all times of just terrible news and so many strong opinions and it's just it's too much and even even like applying all the filters and blocking all the people it just still wasn't really helping and well because all your friends are sharing news stories that are just right yeah yeah exactly and so I just kind of shut it off and I decided that um if I don't want to lose the fun parts of of social media like taking photos and posting them and writing tweets and sending them out instead I would take those photos and I would take those random sentences and I would send them to friends or to family or to whoever might want to hear about them instead like just more targeted sharing I guess and so instead of just like taking whatever photo or whatever thought and like throwing it at the wall and like seeing who cares which is basically mm-hmm. what facebook is like oh, it seeing totally who is. gives a shit and then you look at your likes and you're like oh those seven people cared about this link huh yep okay that's my validation for the day no it's totally true um are you first first of all i we have been e- emailing back and forth a lot more which is kind of nice i i like it i do too yeah um, it feels more personal yeah I, li- I like it a lot um i don't we talked about it before but i don't think i have the wherewithal to break from social media but I'm really impressed that you're doing it um you know it was not as hard as I thought it would be and I I think you could totally do it I think you could totally do it what what made it possible for me was um I made a I made I decided for starters that every time that I had the urge to check Facebook or check Instagram or check Twitter or whatever it may be every time I had that urge I would for starters, notice that I couldn't because I didn't have it bookmarked or on my phone anymore. And so I would notice it and then I would acknowledge it and be like, huh, look at that. There it is again. There's that urge. There's, wow, I was wanting to check something that isn't there anymore. That's interesting. And then I would replace it with something else. And so whenever I had that urge, it was like, oh, I'm going to go listen to a podcast or I'm going to go, like, you have to give yourself something else to do so that you don't want to cheat and do it anyway or like I'm gonna go snuggle with my husband or I'm gonna go start cooking something or I'm gonna go like make some art or like color in a coloring book or put on some music or go to the gym or like I always replaced it with something so that because a lot of I think a lot of social media is people are just bored and they're just like trying to relax and there's plenty of other things you can do to relax read a book like do another thing paint your nails whatever (laughs) another thing that's interesting to me is sometimes i will find like okay so don't make fun of me but i had to take an uber to work the other day it's a long story (laughs) um but i got in the car and he didn't really want to talk lots of times my drivers will talk to me yeah um but he didn't really want to talk and i was like okay so i'm just sitting there and normally what i would do is i just get my phone out yeah and like and then i was just like you know what i'm gonna sit with being uncomfortable yes (laughs) I'm just going to... It's so good. I'm like, I'm going to look out the window and maybe maybe I feel a little uncomfortable. Maybe I feel like I should be talking to him. Maybe I feel like... But I'm not going to use my phone As to take escape. me out of this moment. Yeah. I'm going to just be in it and be uncomfortable and see yeah. what that's like. And I so I did. I feel like it's so liberating. And not only that, but I feel like I am experiencing vintage entertainment <laughs> the way that we used to to entertain ourselves you know we're supposed like, to be playing, playing scrabble again tonight because he kicked my ass last night so. seriously that's a perfect example <laughs> i didn't take scrabble off my phone i still have scrabble on there you know <laughs> like there's so many other ways that you can occupy your mind and your free time and your idle time and carry a book in your bag and then you can just read whenever you yep. don't want to you know it's it's just like going i'm trying to go back to like 2002 and just like, what did I used to do then? You know, and it's it's yeah. been really nice. And it has the somebody when I told I announced on Facebook that I was going to do this and somebody left a comment saying, um, I think you're going to feel a deep sense of calm. And <laughs> that really is what happened. I feel a lot more calm. And I'm still like, you know, got my normal like worries and neuroses and stuff that I would have anyway. But I don't have everybody else's now, too. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I took a lot off my shoulders of everybody else's shit 
that I was constantly looking at all the time. Yeah, no, that's absolutely a huge, huge point because it's true. You are sort of, and you're someone who's concerned about your friends. And so yeah. you're, you're not only taking all your own, like you said, your own worries, but you're piling on everyone else's too. Yeah. Um, and you have, uh, that's the other thing too. Like not to say that you're not like super close friends with everybody that, I mean, you're not, but, but you're taking on like potentially hundreds of people's thoughts and and worries and concerns rather than like, you know, your normal circle of people that you're going to have like deep conversations with is probably like maybe like six or seven people. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you're like working things out. You're actually having a conversation versus posting maybe something on their wall and then just being like, well, okay, like moving on. But it's true. Yeah. It's, it's also just made me go to my, real friends a little bit more instead of just going to Facebook and seeing who might care and Facebook was I don't know it was often just disappointing like I'd post something that I thought was a really interesting article or topic or write something funny or whatever and like people wouldn't give a shit and then I'd post something else that I thought was inconsequential and like that that was what everybody cared about it was just like I, I didn't it didn't feel right and I don't know I don't feel the need to even go back to it it's only been a little over a week so it hasn't you know been a long time but I'm certainly not missing it and I don't know you I know, think Steve's people would be surprised at how easy it is the first few yeah. days it feels weird but then you quickly get into a different routine and it's not weird anymore you and I've been asking people like, so what's going on on Facebook or Twitter or whatever? What am I missing? And everybody's like, nothing. Yeah, I said that today. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting missing shit. Although, okay, so talking about like how to how to take yourself out of all the sort of shit storm of yeah. everything. I will say somebody that I'm um, friends with in real life, but also on Facebook. Um, this woman, Stacy, she posted this slow motion video. I told you earlier of this hedgehog just kind of walking through some hmm. short will backyard grass. Will you please send me that video? I'm trying to figure out if it's only on Facebook. It can't um, be. Maybe it know. is. Some stuff is actually. That might be you, true. But it, I'll just Google got... slow-mo hedgehog and watch whatever comes up and be satisfied with that. I'm sure. <laughs> so goddamn relaxing. <laughs> it's just a really, it's just a really low to the ground kind of close-up shot of this hedgehog just walking through I love a backyard. That. I bet his little nose is moving a lot. Yeah. And she she posted it specifically as an antidote to the news, and then I was like, <laughs> I am going to share this because it's fantastic. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think for me, like. Just trying to, just trying to remember that there was shit before and there might be shit after, but like people seem, people seem to be really engaging more in their political process after yeah. this whole experience, yeah. which sucks that this is what's having to happen. And I hope that, I really hope that any of the damage that's done is not extreme and is potentially reversible. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit nervous, um, yeah. but it seems like people are much more on guard now they're the election really scared the shit out of a lot of people and people who weren't expecting it to go down like that i hope um, so i'm really worried that people are already starting to get used to the new normal i i think i think people have to go about their day yeah to not lose their minds mm -hmm. but i i'm cautiously optimistic that they're not gonna think this is the new normal mm-hmm yeah, I hope so. Um, I don't know. Another thing that I've been doing, and I, I have a slight ethical dilemma in this, is I've, in addition to not being on Facebook, I've also stopped reading the news. <laughs> um, because I basically am just willingly pulling the blanket over my head and being like, wake me when it's over. I don't want to even pay attention to any of this, which I fully understand is a position of privilege to even be able to do that. Yeah. Um, because a lot of other people are being faced with this in a much more real way, you know, say you're a Muslim woman or something like you're worried just going outside what might happen. And yeah. so to you, you can't really pull the blanket over your head and pretend like nothing's going on. And so I am, I don't know, maybe I'm a huge asshole for doing that. I'm just, I guess I'm just trying to protect my own sanity and anxiety from not going completely through the roof because for a while there, it felt like it was like, I didn't even feel like I could be at work sometimes after, right, right after the election happened. Oh, it was like, God. how do I even function? The day after the election, I didn't, I, I was talking to my boss about this recently. I was like, I was, you, thank you for recognizing what a basket case I was that day. And he was like, yeah, you were 
pretty fucked up. And I was like, I was completely fucked up. Yeah. I was so upset. Like, yeah, I just couldn't fathom the the amount of hate that would get that guy elected. Ugh. And I still can't, but I've gotten it's not that I've come to accept it as normal. I've just gotten better at dealing with it, but it doesn't mean that I'm ignoring it. Yeah. I think the but biggest I, thing I, that I need to remember to do is not read the comments. Oh, never. Laura and I, <laughs> Laura Oxford and I, we, um, that was something we, uh, decided upon a long time ago. Never read the comments. I can't. They're, it's, they're I'm so always, tempted. I don't know. I'm always like, I wonder what people are saying about this. And then yeah. it's always the worst possible shit. It's always the worst. It's always just like somebody immediately takes it to like the lowest, most yeah. terrible, whatever you can imagine. And then, and it's just like, uh, uh, all is it's lost. The, it's the bad part of the internet. It's the it anonymity. It really is. And they're right there. It's like they're just perching and waiting for the for the author of the article to hit publish so that they can immediately <laughs> dive in with like some terrible, awful shit. I don't, maybe it's the same like 35 dudes who are just sitting there perching <laughs> and waiting on like Jezebel and Buzzfeed and like Gizmodo or whatever, all those sites to just like swoop on in and hate all over everybody. I think too, like, I don't know. I remember like going to high school with people who like acted like that and probably talked like that, yeah. but it was just in our little not that it made it okay, but it wasn't something that could be broadcast and then like expounded upon by other people that have like once you have validation of your like your nastiness, then yeah. and I don't mean like the good Hillary Clinton kind of nastiness, like <laughs> you know, then you feel more embold that's why the whole thing with Trump, like it's emboldening people to be like, Oh, well this guy got elected president and he says this it's shit. So it must pussies. be fine if I Yeah. Right. Oh ugh, I still can't even believe yep. he's president. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, stuff like that. Um, it's like it's like uh, everything is game now. Like no holds barred. Like it's it's all it's it's like a a of cap has been lifted and like there's just like a faucet of like a shitstorm of awfulness now because people saw that it didn't matter that you could be a terrible person, you could still become president. It's just, it's yeah. Anyway, we're not really doing a good job of giving a lot of hope right now. I talk about the hedgehog. (laughs) The hedgehog helps a lot. Yeah. The hedgehog. Um, Everybody just needs to watch the hedgehog. Yeah. (laughs) The slow-mo on repeat. We should post a link to it. Will you please find it and post a link to to it in our, in our show notes. Like it's on YouTube, but I'm going to try to find it for sure. We definitely need to, we're going to put top priority on slow-mo hedgehog video. I'm watching it right now and it is so (laughs) relaxing. He's just, and the sun is just to the right of him and Mm -hmm. it's just really (laughs) perfect lighting. (laughs) Yeah, it it really is. You're going to be amazed. I love that. These little quills Um, just went forward a bit. It's really great. (laughs) I think Did I ever tell you, you that? Wait, oh, go sorry. Ahead. I was going to tell you that somebody that used to work at Nordstrom, she had a hedgehog. He's passed since passed. R.I.P. Um, his name was Bruce Quillis. Quillis? Yeah, because they have quills. Amazing. Oh yeah, I guess they do, huh? <laughs> How about that? Anyway, I always thought that was really cute. Bruce wow. Quillis. <laughs> Bruce Quillis. That's genius. Um, um, I you- I think I think a few more things that. <laughs> in addition to watching adorable animal videos and maybe like don't go on Facebook as much or don't look at the news as often, um, things that people can do are to just focus more on your small life, you know, like instead of thinking so globally and all the awful shit that's happening in the world, which yes, we should take some time in a way that is balanced to think about that stuff and act on it and take action and, you know, volunteer or whatever it is you need to do to help make things right donate um it's also good to just like only think about your place in the world and like your immediate surroundings and family and like job and and hopefully it can help bring a little bit of perspective that the day-to-day maybe you're gonna survive it's stop thinking about like two years from now when trump like makes us all just breeding machines or whatever it is he's gonna turn Jesus the world Christ. into oh god but is it gonna be like the matrix or something <laughs> maybe i don't know i don't know I, I don't, i'm trying i'm trying not to think about it that's the point i'm thinking small i'm thinking just about the pizza that i had for dinner and how it was really delicious oh pizza's good um for all my cynicism there is a part of me that 
is I, I I'm hopeful that we will come out of this better um, because it's made people stop um, just thinking that things are going to go the way they want them to. Do yeah, you know taking I mean? for granted what we've had. Yeah, um, and I and I this is the thing I, I I've been struggling with. I don't. I don't want to have like, I don't like schadenfreude, that sort of experience of like watching people sort of get not what they deserve. That's not really schadenfreude, but like, I don't want the people who voted for him to be hurt by his presidency. Right. But part of me does want them to realize that he doesn't care about them. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, it's a weird, it makes me feel a little bit guilty sometimes, but then I'm just like, well, I mean, how, maybe these are, people are people who just need to find out for themselves. And well, they, it's part of the problem is there's always somebody else they can blame. Yeah, that's true. Well, and he can blame. He's, I will he's say, amazing at blaming other people. Are you amazing. kidding me? It's like his whole life's biggest it's achievement incredible. is that he can blame. Incredible. Yeah. Like, his, if he were that good at other things, like maybe he would be a great president. Um, yeah, he's incredible at deflecting blame. Mm-hmm. With no, with anyway, I'm getting upset. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> where is that hedgehog? Where is that hedgehog? We're gonna we're gonna blink for sure to the hedgehog video. Um, and if we can't find that one, we'll find a different one, and you won't know the difference because you can't see it right now anyway. It's, so I can. <laughs> Jenny is the only one who will know. <laughs> anyway, well, I, we should probably wrap things up here. We really. <laughs> We've uh, taken you on a journey tonight. I feel like our last couple of episodes, we've just been like, motherfucker. <laughs> I think I think maybe we should aim to do a, a, an interview for our next episode. I think that would be great. Yeah, um, I think that would be good. We will try to find somebody uplifting and positive or just or just something like fluff. Fun yeah. fluff. Yeah, I would love yeah. that. Makeup yeah. or some bullshit. Yeah, makeup. I'm I'm shit at that. I'd love to hear about that. (laughs) (laughs) If you know any good makeup people, send it our way. You should be emailing us anyway with your ideas. Part of this episode was um, an idea from our lovely listener, Laura, who also gave us an idea for our last episode. And we love her. And so keep them coming. You guys are awesome. You can email us at unsolicited.jenny.mary at gmail.com and um <laughs> yeah please subscribe to us on itunes and yes, write give us, us a review. give us stars throw us some Good. stars man yeah. yeah we need more stars for sure Make we need rain. more reviews on there it's been stagnating a little bit yes. more reviews and please. apologies for uh for skipping a month but the holidays were crazy and yeah it was nuts but we're back we're back we're back with a vengeance yeah <laughs> against <laughs> trump <laughs> uh okay uh Oh, should we talk about our theme music and artwork? Or yeah, yeah, our oh, theme okay. music is by our theme music. Did I say mucus? I think I might have. <laughs> our theme music is by uh, Seattle band Wimps. Our album cover is by Allie Crichton, and yeah, we're sweet unsolicited. <laughs> it's been a long night. It has. Talk to you next time. Oh,